Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Or you're going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! when you stepped in the batter's box. Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not stay as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. You make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on? What's going down, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What the Game Means to Me. Got my co-host, of course, Dad Bell. How you doing today, sir? What's good? What's good? All right. We are, of course, here to recap the weekend. Had a busy weekend. A bunch of different college football games, college championship games, and then, of course, NFL Slater games on Saturday and Sunday as well. Of course, our first part of our show, you already know, we focus on college uh, college football and all the things going on around the playoffs. So, of course, we had our three championship games yesterday, Big Ten, ACC, and the SEC. So we're going to go ahead and start off talking about each individual game, kind of what we saw, um, the dominance, and the and the and some of them, of course, close games, um, just giving our thoughts and then how that carries over to uh, the committee's selection and then what we expect from uh, the college football playoffs this year. So, Dad, I'll let you start first. Uh, we can start with the Ohio State um, Northwestern game, Big Ten just because I caught, like, the back end of it because I was coaching. Uh, but what did you see from that game, and um, what, uh, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, it, was a, it was a good game on both sides. Ohio State struggled. Justin Fields struggled. In, uh, he had the same type of game he had when they played Indiana. Yeah, that's what but, I heard. Uh, you know, they prevailed. Uh, they In the second half, uh, the coach talked to the offensive coordinator and O'Brien. And he was basically just like, we're going to lean on y'all in the second half, and that's what they did. I don't know for sure how many yards came, but I think it was at least 250-plus came in the second half. So they just leaned on the run game, and it led them to victory. Uh, give Northwestern credit, though. They're a tough squad. They made some plays, especially that pick in the end zone. They had a mm-hmm. couple of nice picks on uh, Justin Fields, and they, they showed they were worthy of the, uh, you know. The spot in the bench. Yeah, yeah, the spot in yeah. the championship game but yeah. uh you know Ohio State has some things to fix but they're missing a lot of people their top two receivers were out and they had their own line back but they're missing something yeah I heard that was missing what 22 to 23 uh, yeah. uh scholarship Garrett, players what's his name Garrett Wilson mm-hmm. uh, no Chris Olave their best uh receiver but, yeah so yeah kind of messed up, you know Justin Fields in the passing game but they struggled but I think they'll be all right overall yeah I think so as well like you said you have some of those games. Unfortunately, it came in a championship game, but like you said, luckily they were able to pull it out because, I mean, it would have opened up a lot of things, I believe, for, you know, college football playoff committee to decide, you know, who 
who should, I guess, be that next spot in if they were, uh, you know, not to pull out the rest of the game. But, you know, all in all, they pulled it out and they get their rematch with Clemson. And uh, we'll see how that goes um, when that time comes in, in about two weeks. So um, next we're going to move on to the ACC game real quick. Uh Real quick because it was a pretty quick game. Yeah. They, they they handled it. They handled their business like we thought that they would. Um, with Trevor, uh, holding or leading that team. So pretty much, what did you see from that? Uh, get, from the game, and uh, I guess we'll get to it a little bit later. But like, what do you yeah, see? Like, what do you just think about? Yeah, with Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm gonna wait to talk about that part. Yeah, but, uh, if we're talking about the game that took place in Charlotte, uh, it was yeah. beat down from start to finish. I knew that Clemson would win with the return of Trevor Lawrence, but I didn't know it would be in this type of uh, dominating fashion. But, you know, it's not – everybody expected that, but not like that. Like, they completely shut them down. It kind of made it – question the decision that the uh, committee made today. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. But they yeah. did not look good in any in any shape or form. Yeah. And shout-out to Jeff. Uh, appreciate you for tuning in. Big Ohio State fan. Me and him were going back and forth <laughs> yesterday about – uh my Florida Gators, which we're about to talk about now, but he's saying they're not all right. Um, you know, he's going to be the biggest crit- critic on them yeah, at yeah. all times. Yeah. Um, being the, you know, being one of their biggest fans, but you know, we talked about it earlier this year. I know when we both was on about him having his struggles, um, I forgot what uh, team it was against, but, uh, had his struggles mm-hmm. earlier in the year. And then of course, um, yesterday we're uh, having a few of his players, especially his top receiver. So, um, Overall, yeah, they got some things to fix, especially within these two weeks playing the Clemson squad, especially playing the Clemson squad that we saw yesterday. They, uh, you know, always clicking on full cylinders when uh, Trevor's quarterbacking for them. So um, pretty much he, you're, you're right. They're not all right, but I think they'll be okay. I, I'm excited to see the, the rematch for sure. So I'm pretty sure they'll put on the show. Uh, and then just moving on, the last quick, uh, quick championship game before we move on to what we believe the uh, college football playoffs should have done but alabama florida my florida gators i know you you're a florida state guy you got handed to them i feel like we hung in there a lot of people after that first uh after that which all the drive after not that first drive but basically after we went down 21 10 i think a lot of people was pretty much writing us off everybody already had i think we was a 18 point underdog um in this game so it's like i i i personally didn't think it was gonna be like that i knew the offense could, you know, run stride for stride with Alabama's offense. It's just a question: Is our defense going to be able to make a few stops? Which we saw that they were able to, but the way the game kept going, it just was, I guess, a little too late. And unfortunately, it's, it's unfortunate to say a little too late because it was happening, in, you know, third quarter. But you know, after that interception where Buddy got rocked and then fumbled <laughs> it, that that pretty much changed everything for me. I was like, dang, like if. If keep, I keep going back and thinking about it, if you would have, you know, just been able to hold on, I th- I'd say we score on that drive for sure. 10 out of 10, we score on that drive. And then it's a 14 14 ball game. It's pretty much anybody's ball game from there. Cause, you know, like I said, down the stretch, both defenses were able to sometimes, like each defense was sometimes able to stop each other's offense. So, what did you see from the game? Uh, you got to say something good about my Florida, uh, Florida Gators. Oh, yeah. I, I give them the same compliment every time, but. The game went how I thought it would, you know, two high-powered offenses. And I just thought that Bama would make a couple more stops than Florida, which they did in the end. And every time, you know, you guys got it down to – you guys got it down to four and to that's probably, I think ten that, in the second yeah. half. And every time y'all just needed to stop, y'all couldn't. They uh, Their offense is too potent. Their balanced offense and, you know, 
how that goes. They've been dominant all year. Nobody's been able to stop them with the combination of uh, Michi, um, Devontae Smith, and Waddle. I mean, not Waddle, and um, Najee Harris. And mm-hmm. It's just been the same result all year. Nobody's been able to stop them. You guys put up a good fight. Like, I knew this was a different Florida team that would put up points, so it would be more of a competitive game. But in the end, I felt like Alabama would get more stops like they did, and they would pull away in the end. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you guys this. Your, you guys' offense, this is the best offense I've seen. I appreciate that. Yeah, your offense was the best I've seen from Florida in a while. Yeah, I think it's, of course it's like trash. Trash wins. Uh, probably not because obviously he just lost the game. Probably gonna. But then again, the split between uh Smith and Mac Jones with the voting um for the Heisman, he might sneak in there. So you think trash wins, or do you think you think he just lost the LSU? No, nah. I think, he could, yeah. uh, I'm not saying it was his fault, but he had a, a couple. Yeah, two couple. Yeah. Season, you know. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. So we should have did show last week, but yeah, that uh, that game had me a little heated, but it's all right. And I'm um, gonna wait to say something. Yeah. I'm gonna wait to say something about Florida being in the playoffs until we start talking about that. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that. I personally, well, yeah, three losses. You can't. I feel like if they didn't lose to LSU last week, um, yep. depending on what's going on, they could have had a look for sure, especially the the performance that they put up uh yesterday, but. Najee's a problem. We talked about it on a different show that I said the only person I was really worried about was Najee, and he showed that early on. Five touchdowns. That's crazy. Like to even to even think about one person having five TDs, and it wasn't just all rushing. Like it wasn't even short short goal line rushes. Like it was in the passing game back. as well. Yeah, exactly. A very versatile back. Like pretty much him and Ntn, top two most versatile backs in in, in college football right now. So. He's uh he's definitely a big pro. I tweeted yesterday if we're not able to get NTN somehow on my Falcons, I need Najee. I need one of the two, but they have to have one of the two, like for us to, for us to have any type of balance next year. Because this year, even so, and we'll get to talking about it. We can't we we can't do nothing in the run game, so we gotta always pass, pass, pass. So I would like it would be nice to have a back that can balance out both and be able to do both, like every like a three down back. But anyway, uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about. Of course, like I said, from the result of these three games and other games alike yesterday, we got this result um, from our college football playoff committee. Um, of course, Alabama number one, cementing that spot they, that, that they've had all year. Clemson number two, Ohio State number three, and then Notre Dame number four. So run, uh, real quick, I guess I'll just ask the question before we even get into the rest of it. Did the committee get it right? One through three, of course they got it right, but number four, uh, I, I don't based off. It's not even based off a lot of things. Yesterday didn't just, you know, I was already skeptical about Notre Dame being in with the loss, but that the way they lost yesterday kind of, you know, made me just, I just felt like they didn't deserve to be in, but I'll elaborate more on that in a little bit. Nah, you can go ahead now. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think they got the last pick right. Or I don't, it's kind of hard to decide, but I just don't feel like they did. Yeah, it's just just like a gut. (laughs) I feel like I knew it was kind of coming. Um, I felt like they would have him, that they would put him in. Depending, like, I feel like, I feel like even if they lost, which they did lose pretty bad, like a twenty-four point loss is like that's nothing like the shake your head at like, and it really was more than twenty-one point loss because that last yeah, touchdown, yeah, got the garbage points at the end, so it's like kind of just making it close, you know, look good for the look good for the paper, but I don't know. I feel like they was not that they was always gonna put Notre Dame in, like there was kind of a way to. 
like not put them in, but like they had been undefeated all year. They beat Clemson early on. I guess they look at that head to head without, you know, even without Trevor, they still took that into consideration. Um, the only teams I think that had a threat to overtake them was A&M, even with Cincinnati's, you know, win yesterday, I don't think they would have had enough really, but I guess they looked at A&M's um, resume and it was like, okay, like they're, Best win was probably against Florida that just lost to Alabama, and then they got blown out by Alabama by 28. Notre Dame, they beat Clemson, albeit it was in overtime without Trevor Lawrence, but they beat Clemson and was in their, um, what you call it, in the ACC championship, and I guess, you know, only lost by 24 or whatever. And they believe had they, they had, a, uh, I guess, a higher strength of schedule, I believe, obviously playing in ACC this year. They were able to knock off North Carolina, which also that finished at 13. Um, we'll talk about them being in their bowl game as well. And then um, also, I think they did they play more? I think they might have played one more game in Texas AM as well. So just stuff like that, I guess, is what the committee looked at um to build their resume and, and slot them in. But I kind of think like it always was gonna be Notre Dame. Like it was pretty much theirs to lose. Like it's if, if they lost another game in the ACC on the way to ACC championship and then lost to Clemson, mm-hmm. then no. But be, them being undefeated and then you know, playing in that title game. I felt like they always was kind of slotted in that spot. Like it was pretty much theirs to lose. Like they would have to do something drastic, which was like I said, just losing another game or probably get beat like 50 to zero for them not to get put into that slot. So, but yeah. my man Jeff said, who wants to see a uh, Notre Dame versus Clemson part three? Me personally, I don't <laughs> say, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> like we just saw, like I said, even with the struggles of, uh, even with the struggles of our defense, our Florida, my Florida Gator defense, Notre Dame's offense, I don't think is close to what Florida's offense is, even though they do got pieces. They got Ian Booker who can extend the play. Um, they're back. I forgot his last name or you know, name in general right now, but he's uh, another versatile style back. And they got a, a decent receiving core, but I don't think they got the, 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 the high power offense of the Florida Gators. So I think they're going to be trouble from the start. And then real quick before I, uh, before you go into what you think that he's asking some question, where do you guys think Oklahoma is right now if you throw out the records? Which uh, I said this before. Mm-hmm. I said this before. Like, after they lost, I, I can't believe – I don't remember who they lost to first, but after that Iowa State loss and they played Texas in that crazy, uh, like, four-overtime game, mm-hmm. I said they were catching stride and they looked like one of the best. You did say that ever. earlier, yeah. Yeah, but uh, ranking – five or four maybe not in the top three but five or four they mm-hmm. said we're throwing out records because they haven't lost in what eight weeks yeah yeah every, well like i said before they had lost their two games previously before the texas game but i think i said i agreed with you ever since that texas game it's kind of like was a wake-up call especially for spencer rattler it was yeah, a wake-up call for got, him uh, and then the office as a whole he got pulled for a quarter i think yeah. Yeah. Just for a quarter, and after that, he's just taken off. He, I think, I guess Lincoln Riley wanted him to calm down, you know, mm-hmm. take some mental reps from the sideline and, you know, see it from another perspective. And then from there, mm-hmm. I guess, whatever he was trying to do, it worked. So, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, they look good. And it's funny, yeah, it's the injuries and COVID-19 do wild stuff. Very true. We have seen a crazy, crazy, crazy year of football, college football yeah. in particular, and everything that's been going on, all the news swirling. And I don't know if you mind that. I just remembered uh, I do other shows. Like if uh, anybody wants, which I would love to have Jeff on now if he could, but I know he might not be able to come on. But um, I'm going to throw the uh, link in the comments. And anybody wants to come on and maybe give an opinion or two on the things we're talking about, don't uh, don't hesitate to, to pop in. I'll add you to the stream. But um, sure. 
yeah i'll go i want i just put it in there just now hopefully it pops up yeah i got it but um yeah uh with that i did forget about oklahoma they did have a uh they did pull out their win against iowa state yesterday as well um which is ranked number six i don't really know why maybe because they won over oklahoma when they played had to yeah played earlier in the season they had a bad loss on their schedule i think it was week one they lost to louisiana lafayette Mm -hmm. even though they're ranked 20 top 25 a couple of times but yeah but in a regular football season like we've always been saying like they wouldn't have been in the in the rankings or conversation at all anyway but uh yeah like i said i think texas was the only one to probably you know threaten that number four spot for Notre Dame, but i think it kind of was already written in stone unfortunately but i guess kind of moving on like we'll talk about like these the the preview i guess of these two games and who do we think coming out on top what do we Mm -hmm. think gonna you know pretty much happen uh, when they with these two uh two games happen, these squads meet up. I guess we can start with one one and four first because I know two and three will probably take a take a while long. But uh, let me see. Yeah, you can go first, Dad. All right. Uh, the, uh, yeah, Notre Dame, uh, Alabama yeah. first. Um, this is not the matchup everybody's looking for. People wouldn't be looking forward to a and M uh, Alabama rematch either, but. You know, I don't really know what it's going to come down to. I don't see this game being close unless Notre Dame just plays a perfect football game overall, you know. And that's probably won't be enough. <laughs> yeah, it probably won't because Alabama's offense is just pulling. Like, it's not just a – it's not when they had, like, the Mark Ingrams, Trent Richardson, Derrick Henry. They have a passing game. Like, you can't mm-hmm. you can't stack nine in the box and play man all across the board anymore. Yeah. You know, you can rarely do that when they had people like Julio and Amari, but still – uh it's going to be a test if they couldn't stop. I think I think Bama has a better offense than Clemson. I don't know if that sounds right, but that's what I believe based <laughs> off what I've seen this season. And I just don't think it will get any easier. Ian Book's going to have a long day because you know Saban's going to—he's a defensive mastermind, so he's going to have plans. So he's going to, always going to have a spy on Ian Book, always have contained, not letting him do what he does best, getting out the pocket, you know, uh, extending plays and et cetera. So they take away Ian Book extending plays. Like I've said before, they're pretty—you know—they're very limited. Yeah, and I think I see them struggling, you know, to get anything going mm-hmm. as they always do in big games. And I don't see it being close, but maybe, you know, Notre Dame's heard all the talk. They're going to hear more talk for the next 10 days before they play. Yeah. And maybe they'll come out and fight, but I might, <laughs> I could possibly see a 14 point game, but nothing closer than that. And I know yeah. that sounds bad. You know, we all want to see a good game, but I just don't see that happening with this matchup. Yeah, I, same thing. It's hard. Like I said, we we just saw what happened last night. Um, albeit, like I said, it's a Florida offense and a defense that we're not typically used to to having or seeing. Um, as a Florida fan base, it's kind of flip flop this year, just like pretty much the whole year with everything else. But um, yeah, again, like I said, I don't think Notre Dame has the offensive power that the Florida Gators have, and. I mean, we saw what Trevor Lawrence like. We've seen what Trevor Lawrence has done all year, but we've seen. Um, let me see. So I'll stop by after you both after you both discuss the game. All right, cool, perfect, Jeff. We'd love to have you in, like I said. Um, but yeah, get back to uh, Notre Dame. It's offense, I don't think they're punting enough. And you said Florida was barely able to hang in. They had to fight back. Um, and I, again, Alabama's offense hasn't been stopped by any defense that they've faced this this far this year. And They've played all SEC teams this year. Like it wasn't, you know, those little play-in, soft schedule games that they'd be having at the beginning and stuff. So they've uh, they've shown that they're worthy 
obviously to be in that number one spot and they shown that they've been the most dangerous offense all year i'll agree with you that like you said it might be a little weird to say that they've been a better offense than clemson but i think it's not really that hard to argue like i said they've, they've had consistency they've had big guys play big in, in pretty much all the positions on offense and they've had guys step up like yesterday last night we saw um obviously waddles has been out the last few months with his ankle uh, i think they say he's looking to actually make a return if they get it to the championship game but uh what you call it, number eight I forget, like ochi something yeah mitch yeah him and then um they got this one like tight end wide receiver hybrid that returns kicks as well um i forgot his name but number uh i believe number 19 so like I said, it's, Alabama, you already know, is next man up, and they got pieces everywhere. And like I said, Mac Jones has been spectacular. Um, if it wasn't for uh, Smith, he might win the Heisman, you know, straight out without any question. So I don't know. This one's definitely not going to be close at all. And I don't even know what I, what Notre Dame can really do because, again, like I said, like their defense has been solid all year, but they can be had. There's been teams that's, you know, been able to put up points on them. And like you, we just saw yesterday, Clemson, which we just we're we're both saying or agreeing on they're the number two best offense in college football right now. They were able to put thirty four points on them easy. I think what twenty four in the first half. So um, yeah, I, I I don't really see them being able to pull this one out, and I don't know what they really can do to pull this one out. Um, so I said I fourteen like you just said might be the closest. I think this one's put away pretty early in my opinion. And I think they're going to be able – like Nick Saban's easily going to have a game plan to shut down Ian Book yeah, and all that. Their best player, in my opinion, is Ian Book. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, And he, like I say, he doesn't just – he just doesn't have the firepower. Like, he doesn't have a, a Kyle Pitts. He don't have a, a Tony that can go deep and you just throw the ball up to and he's going to, you know, get, get it. You don't have Grimes. You don't have any of those type guys. Like I say, he has a he has a pretty good running back that can you know make plays for him when need be. But like he don't really have super duper like game changers that's going to be able to help them stay in the game throughout. Especially if it goes to like if, especially if they get into a shootout. I just don't yeah. see it. So, um, and then the game, of course, I think we're going to focus on the most. Probably have a lot to talk about the most is Clemson Ohio State. So, what do you see coming out on top, and uh, what do you think uh, will be the result of this game? What, um, what should we look forward to? I'm going to be honest. I don't want people to say, like, oh, he changed up. But I don't. <laughs> right now, you know, if I had to pick today, I'm going with Clemson to, uh, you know, take him out again. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like, you know, we played football before. You know, stuff matters. Like, you know, they put him out last year. So that's in the back of their mind. You know, the coach is telling them, like, you know, we were one play away. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're trying to let that happen again. But, you know, keys to Vic- if I had to choose, it would be Clemson. But. I don't know. It's just going to be a tough game, you know. Uh, Ohio State will have some time to get players back. Hopefully, I know the Big Ten rules are different because of COVID. It's like 21 days. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I feel like – I think like, they changed it to 17 now. Yeah, I, I saw that. that yeah. uh, I don't know. I just feel like Clemson will be too much. They're an experienced team. They've been there before. Ohio State has too, but Clemson's been there literally every year. Uh, you know, they have the veteran players. And I just feel like Ohio State showed some flaws yesterday, like um, against Northwestern, you know, their offense was somewhat stagnant at times, besides mm-hmm. like, in the, especially in the air. Yeah. And, you know, Brent Venables, he's a great defensive mind. So, you know, he'll pick up on things. If they're, all, they're just running the ball, he'll stack the box and, you know, mm-hmm. do what he has to do to keep Trey Sermon limited. But Justin Fields and his guys are going to have to get together and, you know, just make some more plays overall. But, from what they showed, it scared me a little bit. I, I feel like they will get it together, but I don't know if it will be enough to beat Clemson. 
I feel like they'll make just a couple more plays. You know, ETN's been quiet most of the season. Yesterday he had a nice game, but I feel like this might be his breakout party. Uh, what? Um, but you know, we shall see. I might have a different opinion. And yeah, we still got time. We got two weeks to think yeah. about it. Put in fact, we got to see who's coming, who all is coming back, and maybe be able to play for uh, Ohio State as well. Like if he without his, uh, you know. They'll get back. They yeah, need. that's what I would say. They have they gotta get him back for sure. But I was just about to ask you, um, for Ohio State, where do you think that they? Because obviously they're gonna have to be balanced overall. But where do you think Clemson can be had? Do you think they could be had in the air, or they need to keep feeding? Um, what you call it? Was it Trevor Sermon? They need Trevor. to keep feeding. Yeah. Um, a little bit of both. You know, Clemson, they're. I'm not a fan of them, so I don't watch their every move. I don't know their entire team. I, I just watch them play when they usually come on TV. So, you know, and they're usually dominant. So I don't, I don't know everything about their roster, what their real weaknesses are. They don't really show much when they play. That's what I'm basically yeah. saying. But I feel like they're somewhat young in the secondary because I know the kid from Archer. Uh, uh, just about like this. Sophomore, so yeah. He's somewhat young. And he's been in and out of the lineup. He didn't even start. Well, he went in the starting lineup yesterday. So it looks like they, you know, at times they have a little inconsistency in the secondary. Mm -hmm. I would go with there because you know Clemson, they usually always have a strong front, like, yeah. at least a good D line. Yeah. Another yeah. I just my father cut you. I just thought about it because that was the one thing I was gonna say. It was probably the secondary because I think they're young back there, but also um forgot it. I just his name just slipped my head, but uh you know what you call it. He had a targeting penalty, so he's a. Uh, uh um wasn't it Number twenty four. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, which is I think he's yeah, a senior. His own time starter. So half. yeah, so it's uh it's gonna be a like I say even another younger guy coming but um coming behind. So if they get uh, a lot of way back, then that's gonna be perfect. one of their leaders in the secondary. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. And uh, we got a we got a special guest that's coming in. Um, he's gonna be able to talk about his Buckeyes yeah, and it's perfect perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. Came in. Uh, I'm I'm glad you joined when you joined. Uh, welcome, uh, hey. welcome to the, what the game means to me again, uh, Mr. Jeff. How you doing today? I'm doing great, Jelani. It is always it's always great to be on with you, man. Thad, it's nice to meet you. Uh, I, I, like, I, I like your guys' show. I try to keep up on it every week, and then when somebody starts talking college football, man, it's just like a I'm just lowered in. Yeah, uh, you no, know, you guys have nailed it tonight, though, and I respect people. And I've been having this like it was tough to be a college football analyst yesterday on Twitter because people get so. <laughs> People get so like you know, Jelani. I've been talking to you mm -hmm. off the ledge all night, man. Like, yeah. um, and, and the truth is, but it, it's tough because it's tough to watch these games like you guys are talking about and recognize flaws in your team, and, and and you put them out there. Then everybody's like, "Oh, you're a high state hater." I'm like, man, I watch. <laughs> yeah, I watch the game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's so many little things. Like, I think you guys nailed the uh, you know the analysis of all the teams. I I got I got a few questions. I can't be on you know. You know, a yeah. long time, but like, you know, I'm I'm against Notre Dame being fourth, and I'll tell you why real quick. Yes, I needed this. I needed this. Thank okay. you. So they just played yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. So you saw them play a playoff team yesterday and get completely blown out of the building. And now mm -hmm. something I watch, which this is why I like Florida so much this year. Um, it just happens that Jelani's a fan, but it is why I like Florida so much, is because in in today's football, you have to be able to score. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And like the biggest problem yesterday was Clemson could have won that game with seven points. That exactly. was the difference. I, that late touchdown, you guys talked about it, meant nothing. Um, so essentially, Notre Dame scored three points. That was the first three points of the game. 
completely shut out the rest of the game. And Ohio State had the same problem. Ohio State scored 22 points against Northwestern. So I kept asking everybody that was saying, you know, we're talking about the playoffs. I'm like, does anybody really think that Clemson could only score 21 against Northwestern? Because if not, then you know that they're better. Than, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you've got to be able to score in college football. Ohio State just had better athletes yesterday, gave up on the passing game, gave up mm-hmm. on their offense. And and Trey Sermon's just a good back. He's not even yeah. a great back like a Harris or, an, you know, Etienne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eventually in the second half, they just went, okay, let's we're just gonna hand it off the rest of the game and get out of here. He ran for 300 and some yards against you Crazy. know yeah, it, it was it was awesome for him. I'm not taking anything away from the guy, but um, but then you saw Notre Dame, like you saw them play a playoff team. Um, you saw what happened when Lawrence was on the field, it made all the difference. They, I mean, they got completely blown out of the building, but just yesterday, and and my point was and and uh sad when I it's hard when I text this stuff in. Mm-hmm. Is like they still put in position, you know, if they've got – if Notre Dame beats Alabama, a Clemson we think is going to beat Ohio State, mm-hmm. you have Notre Dame-Clemson for the third time. Like, as a college football fan, I don't need that. I know that Notre Dame can't beat Alabama yesterday's Alabama, but yeah. weird stuff happens. I mean, yeah. weird stuff happens all the time. So, And then I said, okay, so if if we know that Notre Dame can't beat Alabama, then why are we giving them a shot? You you can't you know what yeah. I, you guys agree like yeah. as college football fans like you know that Notre Dame can't beat Alabama at all so get somebody else a shot anybody like you know so in my final rankings I actually had yeah I, just I had, about the X yeah I went down I mean you know I had it kind of like they do I think I had Notre Dame six Florida five mm-hmm. um, and then I think I you know Cincinnati came in at like eight I actually had Oklahoma at seven because mm-hmm. I feel bad for Oklahoma because if you cut off the first two games of the season they're in the playoffs no doubt. Yeah, their last, their last seven games, man, they were rolling, and they can, you know, they can play with anybody. If we're going to respect that, Iowa State was six, and Oklahoma beat them. Um, it came down to the wire, but Oklahoma did beat them. You know, yeah. and I would say that Iowa State's better than Northwestern. I don't care what you know anybody <laughs> in my area thinks. Um, so that's just kind of how I feel about it. I don't, I don't, I think Notre Dame, if they lost that game in October, okay, maybe, but mm-hmm. they just lost yeah, it yesterday, and they play in what. 11 days yeah like 11 days the same notre dame team plays alabama i don't see the point in it i really don't so yeah you can't you can't improve that drastically from from yeah from a, within 11 days like you just said so what what team was your number four that you would think or would, that you would give a shot to alabama well i said it probably should have been a&m mm-hmm. now i don't think it should have been a&m personally yeah. Um, but I think I can't be I can't be silly and say that it, it shouldn't have been A and M. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just by based on their rankings, I said this when the first ranking came, first rankings came out. I said that the committee painted themselves in a corner when they put A and M that high because they couldn't get away with they couldn't get they couldn't get off of them the rest of the yeah. season. They're yeah. stuck with A and M up there. If they had put A and M lower, they could have jumped to Cincinnati. They could have jumped in Oklahoma late. But when they put A and M at five, then they were stuck. So then what they had to decide, all of a sudden, then you start bringing TV revenue and stuff into it. Now you're looking at Notre Dame and Texas A&M. Of course, they're going to take Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, that's eyeballs. Like, that's one of the biggest draws. Alabama, Notre Dame is one of the yeah, – that's sort of the – that people all over the world recognize those two teams against each other. And I knew that they were going to do that, and I called it out that week. And in, in putting A&M that high, the initial rankings 
really dictated this whole thing. They could not get off of it because then they couldn't justify jumping Cincinnati. They couldn't justify any of the other stuff. And um, I really think that's where they screwed up. Me personally, I know they couldn't put them in three losses. It's terrible. The LSU game, Florida is Florida is the it. I think they were the third best team in the country yesterday for sure. But all but they're the they're they're better than Notre Dame. They're better than Ohio State right now. Um, because of what that said, they can score. And when you can score, you can win any game. You know, you have a couple of mistakes here and there, but the way they hung in with Alabama in that second half, I mean, technically they beat Alabama in a half of football. That's more than anybody else did this year, right? So, and I know it's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. I want eight teams, and that's a whole different discussion. But, um, you know, A&M should have got the shot. If, if, if the committee is going to put them at five that many weeks ago and not ever move them up, I, I don't think that's right. To, basically, they should have told us that Notre Dame didn't need to play yesterday. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. It, I have a quick question really quick for you. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you feel like they held that week two loss against Bama against them? They didn't want to see that again? You know, they beat AM earlier in the season. I think that's how they justified it. I really do. I think they're – I and then – but here's where, like – yes, I do. I think that's their – what they say out loud. What I really think it was was just TV eyeballs and ratings. Because, wow. because <laughs> if you're going to say that about Texas A&M – then why put Notre Dame in who just got destroyed by number two Clemson? Like yeah. that, wouldn't that be the same argument? Like, do you yeah. agree? Yeah, I, I do. I um, I feel like they should have gave them another shot. Like, I know they felt like people didn't want to see that rematch again, but they've, you know, they took that one L on the chin and they've won like seven or eight games in a row against SEC yeah. competition. So yeah, and and then they play, and they played really. But okay, so for that matter. If uh, if you're going to give Notre Dame the shot or Texas A&M or whatever, well then Georgia needs a shot because they've got a whole new quarterback and they've got a great defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're but see that's that's where they're you know they talk out both sides of their mouth because they say that uh, they you know they say wins matter and all this, but it's really just the loss column. You know what I mean? Like if they they need if like you know Texas A&M, all these teams all these teams had more wins than Ohio State. You know what I mean? And we all know if Ohio State has one loss, they're out. Yeah. But, but they still have less wins there. And, and then for Notre Dame, their whole justification is that they beat North Carolina. They're still counting the Clemson win, which I think after yesterday, that needs thrown out personally. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that needs thrown out. Exactly. But they did win a, they did win a good game. You know, DJ's a good quarterback. That's a, it was a good win, but it wasn't, you know, defining win and they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. So now they're banking everything on that beaten number 13, North Carolina, I believe it was at the time. So they got all the strength of schedule, everything. They're sitting on that North Carolina game. So, and that's what they, they, they get by with that. And A&M doesn't, you know, at the end of the year, doesn't have that pinpoint game. They got the Florida game, but yeah. they kind of like ignored the Florida game for Texas A&M. Like yeah. if you watched Florida last night, Texas A&M beat that Florida team and lost to the team that beat Florida. That's yeah. that's it. That's their whole season. Like, and then say that like, they're not better than Notre Dame, who look like they shouldn't even be playing. They look like a directional school against Clemson. <laughs> how do how do you justify that? Like, you yeah. can't. You guys watch sports like I do, man. You watch the game. You you guys both know when you watch those games that Florida was a better team than Notre Dame yesterday. Athlete to athlete, they're a better team, right? Yeah, from yeah, top to bottom. Like I say, even with our defense being the way they or playing the way they've been playing all year, like like you just said, I. I much rather have seen that rematch uh, again yeah. within 11 days and then seeing Notre Dame take the field again because, 
again, like you just said, they're holding on to those right. two games. And I just thought about the Texas A&M thing. Like you said, like they did shoot themselves in the foot, put them at five because yeah. like from, from when the playoff or when the rankings came out, like if you look at their schedule, we knew they were winning out. Like there's no team. I think that A&M was going to face that they would have exactly. lost to. So it's like, they was going to be slotted at number five and it would have been up to these top four teams pretty much to mess it up for them somehow, some way, yep. um, or even, you know, six or Cincinnati, whatever, like losing a game. And then like, 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 Oh, thinking about, Oh yeah. Like, well, we maybe can jump, you know, somebody here or there or whatever. But like you just said that it, that and the TV revenue, I wasn't even thinking about the, the, the eyeball, the TV oh, revenue, the same brand. Yeah. Like they had to, like I said, I said it earlier that like, I think they would just slot it there to begin with because, they had been undefeated and they everyone kept saying, you know, if they lose this game to Clemson, depending on how they lose, like it's it's kind of set in stone already. We're gonna have the same top four. But that that TV revenue thing also Yeah. Makes, yeah, they just kind of said that as an excuse, I, I feel now. To Why? not factor in the way they lost is ridiculous. Exactly. Uh, but and then another thing they do when they put, you know, AM or or whether they did the same thing with the high state, you know, when they put a high state that high, even though they started the season late, what they do is they automatically eliminate uh, not and I like Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, even Iowa State. They eliminate them because they've already, like you said, the teams above them have. They've forced the teams above them to make a mistake. So what if they would have started Ohio State twelve, like when it started? Just, just, just theoretically. Now Ohio State's got to work their way up. Now they can start having the argument. What if they'd have put Texas A&M at seven? You know, Cincinnati sneak in is Notre Dame out. But when they when they bunch them all up there, that's the trick. And just like you said, if and and you know, well, that just you you nailed it. A and M, their schedule, they probably weren't going to lose, so okay. they already had it built in. Like, okay, we've got this team. We know Alabama's getting in, so you've already got two in. You're pretty sure Clemson's getting in. You've really you've already got three in. That's what I kept saying when they had the debate all these four weeks, and I'm like, there's really not a debate because there's only yeah. one spot left, and it's either going to be High State, it's going to be Texas A and M. You know what I mean? Like maybe – or apparently now we see Notre Dame was never going to get dropped out. So they yeah. had their mind – there was really only six teams eligible for the last three weeks. Yep. Everything else was just talk. Um, you know, Indiana, all those teams, they were never – Iowa State yeah. was never going to work. Okay, so what? I'll ask you guys this. What would have happened if Iowa State, Iowa State won yesterday? Are they going to jump A&M and Notre Dame? What do you guys think would have happened? Nothing – uh, I feel like they wouldn't jump anybody because of that week one loss they had to Louisiana. That would always be – they couldn't put them in a uh, yeah. final four with the loss to Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, the stuff was all built in for a scapegoat, man. Like yeah. they – and, and now look, look what we got. Like this like this is the such a traditional – and it benefits me because I happen to be one of these, you know, <laughs> these giant – I mean, you guys are too. Thaddeus, who's your team? You're a Florida State guy, right? So, uh, yeah, man, not looking good. <laughs> what I'm saying is you're still in the boat, though, to where when your team's good, you got an automatic shot. If you guys yeah, if yeah. you guys are undefeated, you're in. Florida yeah. is undefeated there in high state. So it's not like it's not our problem. Like it benefits us. We got we have the name on the jersey. Yeah. But um, and I and I know that Coastal Carolina, like, do I think they totally deserve in? Not totally, but if you're going to if you're just gonna, you know, completely not look okay, let's put it this way. Does Coastal Carolina get beat any worse by Clemson yesterday? It couldn't be much worse. I mean, that, yeah. game, was a, that game was a non-contest, guys. Yeah, As I was saying, the the yeah exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I think we all three think the semifinals are going to be complete blowouts both ways. And, I mean, I don't want it to be, but, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, would we be surprised if they were both games were over in the first quarter? No. Why so, do you feel that way about your – 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I want to give, want you to give you a little preview. What, what do you think Ohio State needs to do in order to even stay in the game? There, there's so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it. I know it sounds like I'm crashing on Ohio State, but you know, you factor in like the short season, you factor in the missed games. They never got to gel. The players were never on the field. Offensive line is really good. We don't have the edge rusher like we've had for what seven or eight years now we just don't have the edge so now we can't even push you know lawrence out of the pocket even if you know we don't really want him running around but now we can't even like push him off his mark interior offensive or interior defensive line is really good so we got that uh linebackers are just average um they're not gonna they they couldn't cover you know etn last year they're not gonna be able to cover him this year and our outs both outside corners are subpar high state level um, you know, I like Sean Wade. I've, anybody listens to my show, I, I feel like I'm just running on the guy. He's out of position. He's out of position. He's not a man corner on the outside. Uh, seven banks struggles. Northwestern guys was targeting seven banks yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? What do you think Clemson's going to do? You know, uh, it's so so. There, there's so many matchup problems. You know, ETN is a complete nightmare for us. We have absolutely no answer for him. If they decide to, they could probably give him the ball 80 percent of the snaps and win the game. Like that's the miss. Like there's our safeties got have gotten a little better, but they're still. We don't even know who our starting safeties are. Uh, they play the run all right. They're not. They get confused in pass coverage, which. It's and this is all true stuff. I mean, if you go watch, like it's you know when we play decent like offense, like it's exposed. Now we can run the ball, but like, how do we keep the score within reason to run the ball against Clemson, who tackles better, tackles way better than Northwestern, tackles way better than Indiana? Um, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I guess maybe and Fields has just really, really, really struggled with like just straight up like zone coverage. They show a couple of disguises. It started with Clemson last year. That was the first team that exposed that versus Fields. I love the guy, but when he played Clemson last year, you know, Venables, that's one of the worst guys in the country as far as disguise and what he does with these safeties. And he's, you know, you know, Simmons made the play of the game. That ended that game. And this year it's been more exposed. I mean, Indiana's a decent defense, but they they do some things like that. You know, they screwed him up. And yesterday, I mean, Northwestern essentially – you know, dropped almost seven guys into zone coverage, you know, moved them around a little bit and then dared us to run, which we did. And we ran at will. If we'd have ran from, you know, the first quarter only probably about 500 rushing yards. But, you know, when you see if you guys watch it, you see Lawrence look out there, you know, two and a half seconds goes by and that's all you're going to get versus Clemson with that defensive line. I mean, they can rush three or four and get pressure on you. And then fields, you know, either rolls out of the pocket or, you know, I don't want to call it panic, but. You know, he gets he gets moving around and then he's now he's starting this thing where he's throwing back across his body and he's had about three or four really bad interceptions this year. And Clemson's twice as fast as any team we've played. Mm-hmm. I mean, just every weakness Clemson exposes. And it, it's I just I went down through it and I think maybe wide receiver is the only positional advantage that we have. Like if you had to grade the players out, but yeah. it's not enough to like dominate a game. Yeah. Um Maybe our D tackles are as good as Clemson's. Uh, they're they're just on a different level. They're they're a year, you know. They're the next year mature. Um, you know, Lawrence is just he's just he's we've I've as an Ohio State fan, we've never played a quarterback as good as Trevor Lawrence is right now. Like at this level, um, you know, because we caught Tebow early. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know who we've ever played that that is as good as Trevor Lawrence is now, except for Trevor Lawrence a year ago. But yeah. this version of Trevor Lawrence, like, 
okay, so if you if you watch, you, like you realize what Trevor Lawrence does with these legs and all these things he does, he's only got a few hundred rushing yards this year. Yeah, but it feels like he's got a thousand because it's so opportunistic. Like he gets it when he needs to, yeah. and and it just it it just destroys you. Like the guy's just uh, he's on top of his game right now, and I, I don't know what the answer is. And I honestly think he's got a chance versus Bama when it comes if it comes down to it. I know it's long winded, but you know that's nah. why I see it as of now. Yeah. Needed that, and I guess so. Well. You you're saying you, you you would think it would take a lot for Ohio State to overcome Clemson, so I'm guess I'm gonna guess that you're gonna say Alabama Clemson in the national championship. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Before you go, I wanted to see who do you think pulls that one out? Because me and Dad already kind of agree, one and two offices, probably maybe even one two defenses this year. Um, yeah, obviously being the top two teams. So who do you uh, think pulls that one out? So I my official pick earlier today was I picked Clemson, and I think I had my score at forty one thirty five Clemson. Because because I think that Clemson's defense and Venables can confuse Mac Jones and the offense just enough to slow them down a little. Mm-hmm. And I think that just from experience that Lawrence can make the extra couple throws. I think that game is going to come down to one play. We talked about the Florida game last night. You know, yeah. you have the interception and then you have the fumble. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that play decides this game too, just like it did last night. And I just think that – this Clemson team um, is going to get that play, but but I, I'm not confident in it. Uh, but but I've got Clemson, and I and I, it could be awesome, is what I think. Yeah, I think it. I personally think if we do get that matchup, it might be top five, maybe top ten. I can't even just off the top of my head. I'm not gonna say probably. I guess best college football games ever, depending oh. on like especially if these offenses are clicking the way that they are. Like pretty much like you said, like it's it's. Pretty much hard to stop either one of these offices. We haven't seen oh. either one of these offices really get fully stopped. Clemson a little bit, a little bit more. Like they have games that they where they've been in it. Um, what was the one? I don't know if it was Syracuse and one was like yeah, yeah, Syracuse, Boston College. I mean, yeah. that was DJ too. But no, you're right. And I went on that, and then I watched them yesterday, and I just think when they need it, yeah. it's just they're different. Now, Alabama's done it all year. Never took a break. Never mm-hmm. took a break all year. And, it, and it's impressive, but I just think it's one of those. That I think if when Lawrence concentrates, he's just he's that good. I was kind of lean towards the quarterback. It's hard. It's hard not to. Now, if Alabama wins, I, I, either one of these teams blows them out. I have no doubt. You know that. I said to me, if this happens, it's the best matchup as far as where these programs are at since um, USC and Texas played that game. Like, yeah. this is how I feel about this game. And this is – it's starting to become historic, this Alabama-Clemson run. that We're, we're into, like, year five of it now, yeah. man. This is, this is awesome. I hope it's Ohio State. But then here's what I said about Ohio State and Notre Dame. Here, here's what somebody has to tell you. Chances are you have to beat Clemson and Alabama in some sort of order back-to-back weeks yeah. in the national championship. Man, that's a – what team and I, I don't know a team in the in the country that can even come close to that. I just I don't see how I don't see how they do it at all. Dad, what do you think? Uh, I guess like I said, if we're going well, I don't know because I don't know if you're going with Clemson or Ohio State. I think you were leaning Clemson, but I guess we'll give you. I'll give you the same type of scenario one and two. Um, if that does happen, who do you think uh, pulls out this one? I'm gonna go Bama just because Clemson got them last time they matched up. Uh, mm-hmm. It could go either way. I. I would say I think there would be a minimum of 70 points being scored, even though these teams can turn on the defense when they want, you know. Yeah. But I would go Alabama 35, 31, something crazy like that, you know. 
I don't really, I, I really don't know. I just would have to take some time to think about it. I, I want to see them in the semifinal games as well. That might do a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it might oh, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, you're going to have injuries too. It's football. So, yeah. You guys yeah, know, so I mean, you know, knocking on wood, I hope nothing happens, but. Oh, yeah, me too. I was a key player in the semifinal yep. game, like, like a key, key player. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we just, I just remember Alabama. I just thought about it. Alabama was with that. Well, I don't know if he's going to be not be able to play within two weeks. I don't know how severe the knee injury was, but, you know, Dickerson, their, uh, yeah. their center, I don't know how much, if at all, it throws off the Alabama's offense and Mac Jones, um, to be completely honest. I don't think it's enough for Notre Dame to, to win, but who knows if he's not able to return for that championship game, if it, you know, messes up his rhythm somehow, some way against like a Clemson defense. Like, That's- that all that factors in, man. And yeah. before I get out of here, uh, real real quick, because I get asked this a lot of time. Like, I just sat here as an high state fan and told you every reason the high state can't win the game. Mm-hmm. And then, but but what I want to say is, as a fan, I still want my team to go to the playoffs every time, even if I don't care that if they get beat. You know, we just we've lost two in a row to Clemson in the playoffs. I know it stinks and I know it hurts and everybody laughs at you, but you can't win the national championship if you don't get in the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. So I just want to tell all, all the fans, like, even though I don't think Ohio State will win, I still want to go. And I want to go next year, even exactly. if it's against Alabama. And I want to go the next year because the other, what, 128 teams have no chance to win. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, as you guys, but you'd want both your schools in the playoffs this year regardless. regardless. And, and that's what I try to tell everybody. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take the embarrassment. I, I need the chance to win it. You know, it like you just said, anything can happen. Anything can happen. I mean – uh, Trevor, I mean, guys get like Sean Wade last year got you know got thrown out for the for the hit and that changed the game. So I mean, like things happen that you don't. It's not even an injury, you know what I mean? So I, I still want the chance to play. I probably won't be able to watch the game, and I'll probably be mad for four weeks afterwards. <laughs> but uh, I still want the chance. I still want the chance to prove me wrong. Um, you know, I, I I got faith in the coaching staff and Justin Fields, but on a short cut on a, well, 11 days from now, man, it's a, it's a, it's a tough task, but hey, who knows? Hey, Vegas thinks something Vegas has Clemson by seven and I, they, they know something I don't. Um, and so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I always go with the money, but I got to get out of here guys. No problem. Yes. Yes. Of course. I appreciate you joining in. Uh, This is great. Uh, 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 Thad, man, it was nice to meet you. You guys are doing a Thank great you. job. We, we, you know, we appreciate it. I, lo- I like your show. You guys always uh, have a nice, you know, a fresh take. You don't get too crazy about it. I'm glad to be on, and uh, I'll let you guys finish it out without me. And um, yeah, if if I don't see you, happy holidays, have a merry Christmas, and we'll talk soon. Of course, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be in contact. But before you go, because uh, I do, I do want you to, you know, plug yourself in a little bit. I use Jeff's power rankings for football. Oh yeah, I, man. I is, I appreciate uh, it. It's got a little crazy. It's got a little crazy tonight. I got yeah. You know, the Rams lost, and uh, you know, yeah, the, I know tomorrow's lost. So, the Jets for the first time all year get to move up out of thirty-two. Yeah, so, we're actually going to talk about that a little later because uh, Thad's a Jaguar fan, so you know we're going to talk. Wait. about the biggest loser. Sunshine's hey, on the way. Hey, yeah. there you go. Hey, you know what? And I, I'm a I'm a bigger fan of that position for him. So I'm actually I was actually really happy about it because I'm not a I'm not a big Jets fan, and I think that's a terrible spot for him. They don't have any pieces for him. I I don't think so. It just doesn't fit. It just doesn't. Yeah. Fit. I think Jacksonville is perfect for that young man, and uh, I couldn't be ha- I couldn't be happier for your loss today. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah, go to Jeff Need Sports. Check me out. You know, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you know, I have a lot of fun. I do the rankings and um, 
it's it's been a good year and i've only got a couple of weeks of rankings left so which means i only got a couple of week of weeks of people telling me how dumb i am left so <laughs> it, it's been a good time and uh, i can't i can't wait for these uh college football playoff games man it's gonna the bowl games start tomorrow you guys realize that the bowl game start tomorrow it's it's insane so, yeah it's it's wild but uh but thanks a lot guys man i, I really really appreciate it of course, I definitely appreciate you for tuning in or not tuning in, coming on, you know, giving us your takes. You know, it's always appreciated. And, uh, you know, we'll do it soon again. All right. See you guys. Have a good right. night. Cool. Cool. That was a nice little surprise. Yeah. Just a, just a cool dude. I always, uh, if you see his rankings, dad, and uh, the people like we'll be putting in like Facebook groups sometimes or just on Twitter, people just be going crazy about him. I don't know why. Like, yeah. Piss, they'll be pissed about one or two spots too, and it'd be hilarious. Like last week, they was mad because Pittsburgh. I think he had them like five or something like that, and they was like you know one or two the whole year. But you know, it, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, that was our college football statement. Of course, we're gonna move on over to the NFL. Um, actually, no, forgot. We're gonna talk about these bowl games real quick, and then we can go on and move on to the NFL because yeah. that would probably be a little bit shorter of a, a conversation, being that our team's lost. Um, but. Of course, like I said, we'll go through biggest losers and winners as well. But these are the biggest bowl games that are, you know, slated to happen within the coming weeks, a uh, week or two. So we'll first start off, I guess, if you can see that. You can see that there. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. We'll start with the Goodyear Cotton Bowl. Um, of course, my team, Florida, will be uh, in it against Oklahoma. And this is this is honestly, like, there's a lot of good games that slated. Yeah, you're on, right on. But I think this might be the best matchup, especially offensively. So – what do you think uh, is going to come out of this game? Uh, you kind of took the words out of my mouth. I think this will be the best game of all the New Year's – well, not all the New Year's six. Out of these four games that are not the playoffs, mm -hmm. uh, it'll be a shootout. I could see 90 points being scored. I'm not exaggerating. Like, you think I'm exaggerating, but Oklahoma's never been known for defense and Florida's offense is high-powered as ever. Uh, both offenses are kind of – well, Florida's been consistent all year, but, you know, Oklahoma's hit their stride over the last eight weeks. So, mm -hmm. I feel like they'll put up a lot of points – um, if I had to go with who I think is going to come out on top, I'm going to pick Oklahoma. I know you're not going to like that because, but they've been rolling, you know. Yeah, I stopped them up lately, and but I just feel like it'd be a good game. Like I could see, I could see something crazy like 40, 49, 45, something yeah. like that. It's definitely going to be high scoring. I can understand if you don't want to go with the winning squad, though. It's all right, but but hold I, on, I have to put one more thing in there. Pitch is not playing, so that would. Oh good. yeah, he did. Yeah. Little something. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Oklahoma has anybody that's up there yet, like in declaring maybe a lineman or something, but nobody, you know, not a skilled player. Exactly. Yeah. I, I did forget about that. He did um declare, you know, he's going to the draft, or whatever. He won't be playing in the ball, which is understandable and everything for his stock. You know, we've seen over the last few years, or yeah, seen over the last few years, sometimes these players get injured in these games and kind of affects where they get drafted at. But um, yeah, that, that, that might be a big piece because I believe, I don't know. I still believe if Pitts plays, even if he plays one or two series against that LSU squad, like him playing one or two series, getting one or two, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. We probably don't lose, and we probably don't. It doesn't come down to a field goal, fog or not. But anyway, uh, regardless, I think it's going to be high-powered offensive game. Like I said, both teams this year, defenses haven't really been that great. Um, so I, I expect, like you said, it could be a 49-45 type game easily. So I think, but I think where Florida may have the edge is, like you said, I think their offense is a little bit high power, even though Oklahoma has like caught their stride. But I think Trask has been, even though Spencer Rattler has been on his game ever since we've been talking about that benching, I think 
Trask has shown it consistently throughout the year from the first game to the last that he's, you know, he's been just as he's been consistent. He's been able to run this offense and man this offense. He's not like, it hasn't really been no hiccup with him, um, with him, you know, quarterback in this team. And with, even with Pitts being out, we still got guys that can step up. Like even when I think Pitts didn't play uh, or when he got knocked out one of the games, I forgot what game it was, but um, number 88, uh, I don't know. I think he might be a freshman, might be a true freshman, but I think his last name is Gamble. Uh, he showed he's just just as dynamic. Um, he is, uh, you know, stature, you know, pounds and height, just about the same as Kyle Pitts. He's not as gifted as him yet, but I think we have guys that can, you know, easily be slid in um, to fill that role and still have the same production. Plus, we got Grimes. Everybody forgets about him. About him, he's a senior, just because Tony and Kyle Pitts. Oh, is Kyle Pitts transfer, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty much manned the those two pretty much have manned the offense. So everybody kind of forgets about him, but he had a pretty big game yesterday as well. So I think there's guys that can step up and um fill that production spot. Um, so I think Florida can, you know, come out on top. I don't know if there's gonna be more guys from you know now until you know next 10 days that decide they might not want to you know play in the game, but you know, I think they still have a shot. You know, and like I say offensively, it's gonna be a high power game, it's gonna be a fun game. I think it's probably gonna be the best game, unless we see Clemson, uh, Alabama, is probably going to be the best game that we see for the rest of the year from college football. Um, sure. What about this Georgia Cincinnati game? I forgot. I forgot to ask uh, Jeff, but he did say like Georgia is a little bit different looking of a team. Obviously, now that they got uh, yeah, I've they, been saying that, bro. I yeah. was kind of wondering why they never. I'm gonna just go into it. Uh, yeah, started him I from the beginning. Why they didn't make the move a little bit earlier? You know, Stetson Bennett. He was. It was a good story. You know, he. He had no offers. He went there. He left, went to Juco, came back. But I think it was time. Like, I thought – I said this uh, – I thought at halftime of the Bama game, that's when the move was going to happen because that was going to be it. But they waited, I think, a game or two. They waited till after Florida. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that since he's been uh, taking the snaps from under center, they've kind of taken off. Mm-hmm. You don't see much of a passing game like that from Georgia either. So Yeah. So, I but, uh, this is a total mismatch, you know. Yeah. Had a good, good season. Shout out to my uncle; he's an alumni there. He uh, played receiver for Cincinnati, so you know he's been hype all season. But they're gonna sh- Georgia's gonna show everybody why. We'll show the committee and everybody why they weren't you know, in the top four. Had yeah. to, they, were, they weren't even in the discussion for the top four. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I see Georgia dominating this game. Um, Georgia about twenty. Let me stop. Cincinnati, they've played okay. They just haven't played anybody, so I feel like they'll they'll fight early, but Georgia will pull away. So I say Georgia. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, they'll probably get up for this one because you know it's a spot they probably not you know used to be. When is the last time they played in the New Year's exactly. Six Bowl? Never, yeah. probably. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, but another thing is, I'm just not looking at it. I don't know. Obviously, you got the buy tickets down below. I had to take this, you know, from a I think I took <laughs> PN or whatever. But the game is in Atlanta. Obviously, Athens ain't but 45 minutes away, 50 minutes away. I'm pretty sure they're going to have fans there. So I think, George, I mean, I don't think it has much of a, a difference because uh, obviously it still comes down to gameplay. But I think fandom, hearing a little bit of noise in a stadium where these teams might not have been that used to hearing that much noise in the stadium this year, given COVID and not you know playing in front of big crowds, could have a little bit of effect on how the game swings. But like you said, I think Cincinnati gets up early, but gets up for the game early, not gets up like you know point wise early but you know they're just hype about the game being a new year six ball but i think georgia pretty much 
second quarter, third quarter on, they're gonna man the game and probably put it put it away. So yeah, I can see, like you said, since he's getting up early, you know, maybe 10-0, coming out with a lot of a lot of adrenaline. You know, the adrenaline is pumping. Yeah, just energy. And then you know, Georgia probably kill all that noise. So <laughs> uh, Oregon and then Iowa State. Um, should be a fun game. Oregon, you know, they're a solid team. They showed that against that in their game against USC. Yeah. On Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. Got them a little uh what Pac 12 uh championship win. Was that a considered a championship game? Or was it yeah, it was them and USC. Yeah. It, both both teams only played like three, four games this year, but yeah, I understand they, obviously they started late, yeah. But but uh you know, it should be a, a good game. I, when I saw it at first, I'm like, why did why are they in it? But yeah. you know, the uh power five, the conference winner has to get in it. So mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's supposed to be USC, but yeah, it's supposed um, to be. You no, know, I'm not really. This is not a game. I'm not a game. I'm not really. That interested. interested yeah, to. I can feel it. We can. We can be real. We were real on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really that interested in it as well. Typically, I would pay attention to Oregon football. Like I said, Pac-12 just started so late. Um, Iowa State. I mean, they've been okay throughout the year, or yeah, like I said, just decent. They, they yeah. um. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Iowa State by ten. Yeah. Uh, Oregon show some flashes. I watched a little bit of them play, but Iowa State hasn't impressed me like that either. I think they're a little overrated. Mm-hmm. But you know, this season's a little different. So when hopefully when everything's back to normal this time next year, hopefully sometime somewhat normal. Yeah. Everybody playing, you know, everybody participating on all teams. But uh yeah, not really looking forward to it. And it's a New Year's six bowl, so that kind of <laughs> disappoints me, but um Iowa State, yeah, Iowa State. Yeah, I'm gonna go Iowa State as well. I think Oregon just hasn't had, hasn't had that many games in their belt enough for them to, you know, yeah. I guess come out and, and win this type of game. Uh, but it's also North Carolina versus Texas. And I'm actually excited for this one as well. I'm more oh, yeah. of a North Carolina fan for basketball, but North Carolina, I've been paying attention to their football last like two, three years, honestly, really since um, Matt came back uh, to to be head coach. But uh, their offense is one of the sleeper high power offices uh, of the college football season this year as well. Um, Howell has played really, really well. They got a, a dynamic uh, one-two punch in the backfield. Um, literally, literally. Literally. I forgot. We didn't do the show the other week, but yeah, both they guys, did Miami. yeah, ridiculous. Both guys had damn near, both guys had damn near 300 yards rushing. Yeah, and I was. Nothing I've ever seen before, but. Yeah, like they got a dynamic one-two punch in the backfield, and their receiving core is really good as well. Um, very, forgot. very underrated. Like yeah. next year, you know, this yeah. year they they came onto the scene, but next year everybody will know who they exactly. are. They're definitely explosive. Exactly, but I don't. Their receiver is his name, Daz Newsom. I think he might go to the draft, but mm-hmm. he's one of their best playmakers. Yeah, and they also got uh, I forgot his first name, but Brown. Um, he's a pretty good, pretty good player as well. But yeah. um, Texas A and M, we've seen at all year. Um. That their offense is, you know, nothing to sleep on as well. They got Spiller in the backfield. That's the same. Yeah, it's like they they're pretty. They're, they obviously have been ranked number five, and they're still ranked number five for a reason. So, like I said, this is another game I'm pretty excited about. It's probably out of out of the uh, you know, one through four matchup, Florida, Oklahoma, and then this one. This is probably like the third one I'm most. I'm gonna be honest. Watch. Like, I know this sounds. Is- doesn't sound good, but mm. I would if I'm going to 
about all the New Year's Six matchups. I'm going to go one, uh, Clemson, Ohio State, two, the Florida, Oklahoma, and then three, this game. Yeah, exactly. Over the Alabama, Notre Dame game. Yeah, that's exactly. I, that's what you hit right on the head. That's why I'm saying, like, this one, I'm probably the third one I'm most excited to watch because, again, I guess it's just, like, us speaking to it, like, offense is what offense is what's driving yeah. pretty much all sports nowadays. Like, we see it across all sports. Offense is driving it. So it's like – if it's an office, if it's a powerhouse office matchup that we see on the schedule, we're like, oh yeah, we're definitely tuned into that one because we already know it's like it's gonna be points being put up on the board. It's gonna take maybe one or two, you know, great stops by a defense that's probably gonna decide a game. And this is probably like one of those games is gonna come down to like that as well. So I don't know. I think it's a it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really fun one. I think I'm gonna go North Carolina on this one. I'm just gonna be a homer and we'll go with them. They're they pretty much got the same problem as florida their offense is really explosive and can put up points but their defense can't stop a nosebleed like they can't stop anything like whatsoever they're young in the secondary they got a decent linebacking core Surratt's supposed to you know kind of lead those guys number 21 he's a senior um yeah versatile guy qb exactly yeah used to be a qb but they 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 literally can't stop anybody so like if texas is or Texas A&M gets like gets a balanced start from the beginning, and they got North Carolina guessing whether they're passing or throwing. It's gonna be over with pretty quick. But like I said, like North Carolina's offense can put up points with the best of them. So it's pretty much gonna come down maybe one or two stops. If North Carolina can do that, then I think they can pull it out. One or two important stops, probably in the third or fourth quarter. But if they can't, and they're just both putting up points, I I see Texas A&M kind of pulling out a, a shootout more so than North Carolina squad. But let me see. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for the New Year's Six balls. But pretty much all the big matches that we want to talk about anyway. So, yeah. quick, I know we talked about college football for about an hour. It's crazy. But I know NFL NFL talk today well, going to be short anyway. So, we're going to uh, go ahead and move on. Talk about both our teams. As we do, we talk about both our teams. And then um, we'll talk about the big game that I know a lot of us just got done watching about two hours ago. And then go on to our biggest winner. Today, we're doing biggest winners and biggest losers from the games today. So, of course, we already know my Falcons. We uh took another loss today. I don't. I didn't really care too much. Like, I kind of knew it was coming, and I don't know if it's just that part of it all, just being numb to it, just like you know, just seeing this repeated pattern. Just like okay, I really felt like I honestly, guy, I felt like a regular fan just watching a football game today. Like, I didn't feel like I was pulling for either team. Like, I, I was like, okay, Matt's doing, Matt's uh having him a nice game, nice little bounce best game. That's cool. But on the other side, I was like. It's gonna sound bad as a Falcons fan, but I'm like on the other side, I'm looking at the Bucks. I'm like, oh, okay, like Antonio Brown's getting in the mix. That's cool. Like I, I'm looking to see like they're off. Like basically, the offensive play style that they, they that they adjusted to after the first quarter or after the first half rather, um, to see what they're doing, um, and just seeing like how they how that can progress and how they're gonna look in the playoffs. So I was like, I I was fine. I don't care. I didn't really go on Twitter either. I'm pretty sure there's been a few jokes already has been been said. Uh, us losing another game, being up 17-0, and then losing 31-27. But uh, I don't know. I mean, it was. I think it was overall a good game, though, like if I'm just being real. Like I know Falcons lost another huge lead, um, but I think it was overall a de- like, decent game. And one thing I will say, though, uh, and I'm probably going to say it tomorrow when I do a f- show on the Falcons, is like we, I love Raheem Morris. And I would want him to come back as a head coach, but I just think we can't have anybody that's been under Dan Quinn anymore in this organization because it's just – I think it's just a repeated message, just repeated faces being seen. I think they just need a whole clean, like whole new slate 
this whole yeah. whole new slate. But another thing, it's like I don't know why. And I guess I'm about to be done. I'm about to. I got the clips of things still scrolling, but I'm about to you know be done talking about them. But I was watching the game and I could already tell like pre-snap. I felt like I was Tom Brady out there pre-snap. I already knew who the ball was going to like every single play in the second half when I was like watching. I'm like, our corners was playing like 15 yards deep. I'm well, like, I don't know why you do that. They weren't going to even get beat over the top. Like honestly, besides Antonio Brown, the other guys aren't speedsters. I think like, I'm not going to say I would take our corners over their receiving course because that just sounds silly. That sounds dumb. But, like, speed-wise, I don't think they just about to blow past our ass. Like, Tyler Hall was in. He wasn't even supposed to be in. I think Isaiah Oliver got hurt. But Antonio Brown's like, the only real speed guy on that squad. And we saw in that long touchdown that they that Tom Brady threw to him. Like, he got some wheels on him, obviously. But, like – they play like 10 yards, 15, 10, 15 yards is excessive, especially like third and it's like third and three, third and two. They playing 10 yards off. I'm like, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to throw a quick pass and they're going to get the first. They're going to throw out, you know, a little out route Two, they got two uh, receivers blocking ahead. It's man on man matchup. They're, they're going to win that every time. Like I knew exactly who the ball was going to before every play in that second half. And I was like, what, what happened from the, like obviously they made an offensive adjustment, but we had we made like no defensive adjustment whatsoever, and they took advantage and saw that in the second half, and was able to blitz us in the third and then put it away in the fourth. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on the game at all. Like I said, that was um, only- I was actually watching it. I was watching both games today, yeah. the Jaguars and the uh, Falcons. Uh, you know they looked good. Shut down Tom Brady in the first half, getting pressure on Tom Brady somewhat. It just unravel. I don't know what it is, bro. Like, do y'all get complacent? I don't know. Do y'all get nervous? I don't know what's going on. To be, I don't know what they be doing. Like I said, this today, I think it was more so the defense because offensively, I meant to say, and I'm gonna talk about it tomorrow. Like Dirk Cutter, I don't know if he found like some missing pages from his playbook or if he just woke He's been, up. Like, y'all been running the same tight like functions a little too. Yeah, but today, like that first, at least the first half. The first half looked completely different, like a completely different offense than what I'm normally see normally seeing from them. It wasn't like cookie cutter, like pass run pass, but if it was, it was different play calls that I was not typically used to seeing. Like I was seeing Matt drop back without first play actioning. I saw him like lit like one two three step back and then you know dump the ball like on crossing routes and a bunch of. Stuff. I just saw I just saw more than I'm typically used to seeing from them. Like I can typically say what play we're running before we, we run the play, like pretty much every single game, like what they're going to do. But today he mixed it up a lot better, especially in the first half. But second half, we went right back complacent and defense didn't make any changes. So and then their defense was able to get pressure on Matt, which whenever whenever a defense starts to get pressure on Matt, it's like the offensive line starts to fall and and everything just starts to crumble. I'm just like, bro, they got one sack. Chill out. Like just like. <laughs> Just call it like call it a different place. See, see what's going on. Like typically, like and it was just Devin Bush, and it was only like two plays, and one of them Sorry. wasn't Walker's fault, but the other one was Todd Gurley's fault. Which I don't know if people have been noticing. He hasn't been playing much, which I think is for two reasons. I think it's because they probably came to an agreement. Like if we weren't in playoff contention anymore, they was gonna keep him healthy so he can possibly get a new and better deal somewhere else next year. And then also because I don't know if he hasn't been able to pick up which is Dirt's Cutter Office of Playbook. So if you can't pick that up quick, I don't know whose Office of Playbook you're going to be able to pick up quick. But I don't know if he, has, he hasn't been able to pick up the, the Office of Playbook 
that well because, like I said, today he made a mistake in pass protection, and he's done it a lot, honestly, um, throughout the year. So I think it's a mix of those two things. He ain't been playing that much. But, yeah, like I said, that's pretty much all I have. Um, would say about them. I'm fine that we lost. We keep our we keep our top five draft picked, and uh, anything can happen. Who knows who we pick? Who knows who gets selected at that fifth spot? So, um, let me see. And then next, we're gonna talk about, of course, gotta talk about your team a little bit. Uh, I know yeah, you're the graphic for our game. <laughs> Fourteen or was it forty fourteen? Yep. But you got your you got your guy back though, Minshew. He was a uh, not my guy. Never never was my guy. When they started the little Minshew Mania thing, I said, y'all got to calm down. We got to. You ain't like that? You wasn't on board with that? Never was on it. My mom was like, oh, yeah, I like him. I like the fire he played with. I'm like, no. <laughs> she used to love Minshew last year. Oh, my God. That's crazy. But um, oh, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't get to see the game. I saw. Wasn't I saw close. a few. I, I know it wasn't close. I saw a few highlights. Um. Cause I wanted to watch Dobbins because I had him on one of my fantasy squads. But uh, what 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 happened? What did you see? Uh, even um, though I know you're pretty happy about the win, because then we'll talk about it like probably the yeah, next. This was a big. This was a big day. You know, it's it's just tough to watch because it's my team. So I always, you know, when one o'clock hits, the game will always be on, whether it's on at four o'clock still. Like maybe I'm watching another game that might. It depends on how they play, but. Uh, they started out decent, even had a pick early on in the first quarter. But after we got that safety, Matthew Judon got that safety on uh, Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Everything went downhill. We couldn't get a stop. Couldn't get any first downs. Uh, it was just repetitive. It wasn't anything crazy. We just got beat. Like Lamar didn't even have the craziest day on the ground. <laughs> Near that, but we just we just got beat. That's what it. That's what it was. Um, we need a new quarterback. Our offensive line needs a little help. And as usual, I've said our secondary and our intent interior D line. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not worried about the cornerback position because Sidney Jones, which I think will be our starter in the future, and uh CJ Henderson haven't played in weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both been hurt. With Josh Allen being out, it's a, been a blessing in disguise because uh Chase Hahn's been able to get more snaps. So we've been able to see, you know, more from him and he's improved over the last three weeks with more snaps. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a bright spot. I was somewhat skeptical on him because I didn't think he was producing. But, you know, you got to give people time. You know, people, it yeah. takes two or three years for them. Exactly. But, you know, I'm not too mad. You know, we got beat up. This is one of the more, one of the worst losses because we usually, yeah, we usually play, you know, play hard. We've had some close losses like the Packers and stuff like that against good teams, but. We got blown out. It was tough to watch, but it was a blessing in disguise. We just got a lot of we're, – we're better than people think we are, but mm-hmm. it's, I think it's going to have to start with a quarterback. Once we know we have our guy, you know, I think we can go from there. But it was a rough – rough another rough Sunday, basically. <laughs> Not much to talk about. I feel it. I feel it. Like I said, probably feeling like me, though. Like, I'm – I guess I don't. I don't even feel the pain no more from a Falcons loss or blown lead. It's it's whatever at this point. Like next year, maybe I feel different. But this year, like I said, I literally felt like I was watching the game as a regular fan of football today. But like I guess I felt like they've still played a good game even though they lost lost the lead. Like I didn't feel like I didn't feel like the other times where it's like, damn, like what's going? Like it wasn't like crazy stuff happening to us. Like what do you do? Like what are y'all doing to for us to like lose that game? Like. Cause they still put up ten points. They they scored, you know, their first drive coming out. It's just like, unfortunately, it just unraveled the way it did. Our defense couldn't stop them, and they just got on, you know, they just got on a run. Like that's what happens when you give them the ball, or they got what five six possessions and score on every possession. 
they had like what five touchdowns and a field goal. That was it. Like you said, they got hot, and it was just it's just hard to stop all those weapons, especially with the defensive uh, guys that we got. So, but this is probably all the other games. Like I said, there, there's been a bunch of other NFL games that happened today, but everybody pretty much handled their business. The Colts handled their business. Titans handled their business. Cardinals handled their business. Um, I guess we we can talk about we're going to talk about the Jets and Rams because that's the only kind of upset, and obviously that helps your case out as well with uh, with your Jaguars, but. Um, this was actually a, a decent, decent game, a fun game. I, I'm not even gonna lie, I was nodding off because for some reason I was just dead today. I was sleepy. I had a long day yesterday, <laughs> but um, from the, I honestly thought like the Chiefs were gonna put this one away early, just based off of how Breeze was looking, because he didn't look comfortable really throwing the ball. He was missing a few, um, missing a few plays. Um, his guys was actually not catching the ball as well, but it just he didn't look comfortable. I actually didn't agree before. I guess we get into it, and I ask your opinions. Did you agree or want him starting and playing in this game, or did you think he should sit one more week? Um, I didn't think they would put him out there. Like he, the doctors and him had to come to agreement for him. Of to course, yeah. Out there, so I feel like they did all the necessary stuff. So I feel like he should have. You know, I don't think they would have put a third. What? Well, how old is he now? Forty-one, forty. A 40 plus, yeah, year old yeah, 40, 40, yeah. You know, a partially broken rib or something. You mm -hmm. know, they care about it. this is probably his last season, so they won't want to just throw him out there to get re injured after one hit. So, yeah, I agree with them. I mean, I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's this sounds crazy, but I don't think he's the best quarterback on the roster right now. <laughs> but, um, I mean, not given, given not the injuries he just sustained, like. He always, and for some reason, I don't know what it is. I feel like Drew Brees always comes back from major injuries way quicker than everybody else. Like, I forgot what it was a few years ago. He had something other type of injury. I can't even think of it off the top of my head, but his timetable was like, I don't even know, eight to 10 weeks, and he came back in like six. I was like, what's going on? What's, what, what's up with this man's body? Like, he just recovers way faster than a lot of guys do from injuries that thing of, of, I guess magnitude that he sustains like broken ribs and they kept finding more and you come back after what it's only been a month, right? <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. But really ridiculous. Um, I mean it shows just how much heart the guy got and how much you know he's willing to put himself. I think he knows a little bit too. This is his last yeah, goal. he already yeah, he knows. He he said it before the season started. And I think it was a it obviously was an important game. Like if they won this game, they would still be you know, right there for first for first place in NFC, um, in NFC conference. But also, you know, Tampa Bay, we they we saw them come back and win today. Like now, they're only a game behind the Saints for uh for the NFC South championship uh spot in that and possibly that number two or three spot uh, in the NFC. So it was an overall important game because you know they're playing the Chiefs, who a lot of people already got slated to win the Super Bowl this year. But I don't know, I personally felt like you probably shouldn't have suited up for this one just because of the risk reward like you want there's there's no doubt the saints are making the playoffs this year it depends just where they're falling what number they're gonna fall into but um say he got hurt again this game you know broke something else or tore something else like they're they're done for and we kind of already seen what Taysom hill can do like he's had two great games and those two great games was against you know, my squad, other than that, he hasn't really, he didn't really do much. Obviously he didn't do much against Denver. It wasn't him. I think it was more so, you know, Alvin Kamara and everybody else. And then um, I forgot who else they played, but basically we saw what Taysom Hill can do. And it's not enough to win games in the playoffs. Uh, Jameis was supposedly, Jameis was the number two today because they, they were saying they didn't want to change the offense just in case Breeze did get hurt. So 
Jameis, but Jameis hasn't had them reps in, you know, I don't know. He's on the COVID list, so he couldn't even play today. Exactly. So, I mean, I'll yeah. be given. That's probably another reason why he started and played. But I just think the risk-reward just wasn't the greatest. I felt like if he did get hurt, their chances – because their window is – especially with him not being – like they're, they're going to have a question at quarterback next year depending, you know, Jameis is on a one-year deal. They keep saying Taysom Hill is supposed to, you know, be the next next guy up. I don't think after the – you know, the showcase that he had, even though he did win, win the games, I don't think he's primed to be their next starting quarterback. So they're going to have a question at quarterback next year, especially if he doesn't return. So they're pretty much their Super Bowl is this year or it's, it's not going to be for a while. So I think the risk award just wasn't the greatest. I don't think he should have played, but I guess that transitions on to us talking about what they did do because he did lead them to a comeback um, and pretty much had him right there in position down the stretch to, to win this game. But Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and him being able to extend extend plays more than or better than pretty much any quarterback that we've ever seen uh, pretty much helped put that away. But what did you see from this game and um, just overall thoughts uh, on both of these teams moving forward? It was a good game. I would say completely lived up to the hype, but it was a good game, you know, between two top-notch teams. Uh, the Chiefs just showed what I always thought, you know, uh, they're on. They're pretty much unstoppable. You know, you can contain them, you can slow them down, but you can't stop them for a whole sixty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saints did a great job, I think. They got pressure on him if you're watching. Like, yeah, they, they did. He was on the ground a lot. He was scrambling around a lot. You mm-hmm. know, credit to their secondary for not having. You know, everybody, people not screaming wide open down the field, but mm-hmm. their front four, they were able to get pressure with four. So the Saints showed me something. Uh, I've always thought their defense was good, but their D line. Show me a little something. Yeah, their D line is ridiculous. Not, not an average, not a below average offensive line. But yeah, um, you know the Chiefs. I just feel like they'll they're gonna repeat again. Like I said uh, a couple episodes ago, they're just they're just unstoppable. Like you know the, uh, the they get the they get the ball back with two minutes and some change left, up three. They've done it the past couple of games against Tampa Bay and somebody else. But you know, and you already know they brought this. It's a ball in Mahomes' hands, which you don't see many uh, OCs and head coaches do. You know, they're going to run the ball, run the clock out, and mm-hmm. run the ball and play defense. And they're over here throwing the ball on first down. You know, he's putting <laughs> the ball in his hands, which is justified because I think he's the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. I don't think anybody thinks otherwise. So, um, no, it's just really scary. I don't think they'll be stopped. Um, the Saints have one of the best defenses, and they still can completely contain them. Mm-hmm. And when, they, when they're hitting on all cylinders, it's just – it's tough to stop them. The Saints, you kind of already went over it, you know. Um, Drew Brees, he was a little rough, you know, out of sync. But I just don't think their conservative style of play is going to get them too far. But this is the year, you know. This is the last year they have this team together. You know, they're going to have to pay some certain people within mm-hmm. a year or so. So this is their window. Yeah. But just overall with the game, um, it was a good game. I, the Chiefs, I, I knew that I expected them to win. And but besides the Saints showing me something, this Chief showed me what I already knew and what I expect to see for the rest of the season. Yeah. And this is one of their closer games. They're going to start blowing folks. I, I think they'll have a couple blowouts in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, even though the AFC has been head and shoulders above the NFC this year by far, I don't know. Whoever they whoever takes that number seven spot or not seven spot um, because they obviously going to get their first round by. Well, I mean, still, still a few games left to, to, to decide that. Who knows? You know, the Falcons may 
mess around and do what they did like last year and beat San, like they did beating San Francisco, might mess around and beat the Chiefs next week. You know, yep. do some dumb stuff like that. But uh, more than likely, we we know the Chiefs are going to have that number one spot. And like I said, depending on whoever they play that that second round, um, they're going to have their handful. So, but um, just I guess to talk about the game a little bit, like I said, I think Breeze was a little bit rusty, but I think, you know, he came into shape and form. He was without Michael Thomas, of course. Um, and also, I, what, Harris, I believe, uh, one of their other guys or other wide receivers. But, you know, it might not have made that big of a difference. It could have, uh, being that, like you said, he, he led him to a comeback. But overall, like you said, the Chiefs are just scary. Uh, the one thing I am concerned with is that guy right there in the middle. I don't know what injury is sustained, but it didn't. Uh, he just had X-rays. Don't mean to cut you off, but he. Oh, you're good. I mean, neck injury and he had X-rays that were negative, but he okay. might miss some time. Yeah, yeah. Kind of awkward. You know how you get rolled up. Yeah, I would say it just didn't look good how he had to get helped off the field, but I figure it, it might not be that that serious. But he should, I guess, him like I said, probably miss the rest of the, the regular season, but he should be back in in time for that first playoff matchup. Um, so. But that gives room for Bell to get in his, you know, he's – yeah, I was like, yeah, a good game. I think each and every week he's improved in their offensive system. Um, I mean, I think it's hard for any player to not really improve in their offensive system. Like, it's like everybody gets touches. But anyway, I think uh, this is going to – I think it's even going to – it's going to bear well for them even more because it's crazy. Like, he's going to begin – obviously, he's going to begin more touching, more reps and getting more comfortable. And having him and uh, Clyde – like both of them like in sync coming into the playoffs another one two punch at the backfield and you already got threats everywhere on the receiving core yeah it's uh it's gonna get ugly and it's gonna get ugly fast for whoever's defense got to face them especially if it's like a a titans defense that we've seen this year can't stop nobody in the past game or um who else is close to that seventh spot uh the, uh, the, I mean, the Ravens' defense is actually solid. I don't, I don't. The Ravens are the Ravens, Dolphins, Browns, and Colts. All those teams are in the mix for that. Yeah, season. yeah, and I guess it depends. Like, well, one of them is going to play the two, the two spot or the two. Uh, yeah, yeah, two play two, seven. Uh, yeah, three play six and four play five. Yeah, so I mean, it obviously going to depend on who wins that two versus seven game. But you know, I guess right now it's Pitt and we said it'd probably be. And the Ravens or somebody like that. They got solid defenses, but I don't know if they got enough pieces to stop these guys. I don't think anybody in the NFL does. But lastly, the last game I'm going to hit on because um, it's very, it's very big moment for not only the New York Jets. It's a big moment for Dad. It's a big moment for football as a whole. It's a big moment for uh, Trevor Lawrence. It's a, uh, it's, it changed a lot today, and it's a, a game that really flew under the radar. Nobody would, I wasn't thinking about. It. I, don't, I guess Rams and Jets fans obviously were probably concerned about it, but I. I didn't even have, you know, an inkling to want to watch this game. I thought it would be a repeat of what Seattle did to them last week, but it wasn't. And now I wish I kind of watched it to see what happened because I I got a notification and it said they was winning 20 to three. And I'm like, what the hell going on? And um, a guy that uh, is on the network with us off the ball, I saw Steven say something about Jared Goff, but he hates Jared Goff. So I was like, I ain't think nothing of it. I was like, all right, he might just mess up a few plays or whatever. But you know he still got his team and gonna have his team position probably win this game after the first half. But nope, woke up it was 20, 23 to twenty and they ended up pulling it out. Um, I don't know if you got to watch it at all, but what did you see from the game? And then uh, of course we get to talk about your little your celebratory um, um, I guess tied for number one pick right now. So uh, what what did you see from this game if you did see it at all? Um, if- yeah, I, 
I wasn't really looking forward to watching the game because I didn't expect the Jets to pull off the upset. But, you know, I'm, I'm rolling through the um, my ESPN app while watching the Chiefs game, just yeah. seeing what's going on with the Eagles game and stuff like that. And I see them jump out to, you know, I think it was 10-0, then 13-0, 13-3. You know, I'm like, it's the Jets. Let me wait till the third or fourth quarter. Yeah. I tune in. I, I tune in, it's like a minute left in the third, and they're up 13. I'm like, okay, we might have something on our hands. You know, like the Rams could fold Jared Goff. You know, he's thinking about everything. I'm going to lose the 0-16, I mean, 0-13 team, et cetera, stuff like that. So I tune in, and the Jets just played pretty solid ball. You know, they uh, they play hard on defense, and um, they made Jared Goff miss some throws, like on uh, that the last drive, not that last, yeah, the last offensive possession, Jared Goff, he, uh, he missed two throws on third and fourth down. Not missed, but their contested catches that mm-hmm. they got down with. Yeah. And I didn't see enough, but I, the Jets just played a solid game, and they kept their foot on the gas. Like, their last little four-minute, the Rams could have got the ball back there four minutes left. Yeah. They put a nice little four-minute drive together, and they uh, ran the clock out. Yep, and I guess congratulations to them getting their first one of the uh, season. Good, good well, congratulations to Frank Gore because yeah. I, I remember a few weeks ago he was like, I don't want to go out, you know, 0 and 16. That'd be terrible. Like, I don't know if he's gonna come back next year. Um, but you know, if it is his last year, I, I 0 and 16, that's just a bad taste in your mouth to, to end your career on that. So I'm glad they got one at least one win for him. But uh, of course, we've talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, but it's uh, our time to talk about it now. This uh win for, by the Jets uh is big not only for you but the Jaguars organization and like I said probably Trevor Lawrence as well. So um what uh the and I, I think we already know because I actually do it in a different show whether you would want Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, but uh what um what uh I guess is the biggest the biggest winner today, which I think this is gonna be your biggest winner for the day. Um, the Jaguars are the big, biggest winners today. Not only because I'm a fan, but you know, uh, this is what I've this is what I've wanted. I've always said that I, you know, there's no knock on Justin Fields, but I just always thought as a quarterback, a natural passer, just a quarterback, like playing position as a whole. Trevor Lawrence has just always been better, and you know, I would be okay with Fields, but I really want if I want the franchise to turn around, you know, the mm-hmm. franchise altering move. John Elway, or Andrew Luck, something like that, you know, not trying yeah. to put much pressure on him, but Trevor Lawrence was the way to go. And I, this is what I, you know, after the, they did that thing job versus the Raiders, I thought it was pretty much over with. Like I was thinking about Fields, uh, Lance, or maybe Trask, and I wouldn't want Trask, but, you know, somebody that might father. We got blessed, man. Um, <laughs> just put it off. We're, we're tied for the number one spot two weeks to go, but we'll get the tiebreaker. Adam Schefter posted earlier because mm-hmm. of the schedule. So we, and we've had a harder schedule this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, all we got to do, I'm talking to you, Shotcon, <laughs> Maroon, just, just hold it down these last two weeks. We got the Bears and the uh, <laughs> two quality opponents. We can play hard for three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, no one will pull up, lay out the gas so we can secure <laughs> this pick because we need this. Like, think I'm exaggerating. I'm going a little off topic, but if nah. we get Trevor Lawrence next year, I can guarantee a seven to nine season, like some, you know, seven wins, seven wins. Yeah, I can, so I can. Immediate change, immediate, like immediate change. I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell you, and we have the, we have, we're top five in cap space. So yeah, so y'all can bring in guys too, like who, yes. like all we the. We already top- have some weapons too, like yeah. our. 
the Jets was not a good spot, you know. Yeah. From front office to just surrounding people, who's he going to throw to? Denzel Mims was nice yeah. in college, but he's been hurt, and you know, in and out of the lineup in college. So, like, who is he? Who is he going to throw the ball to? Exactly. That's what I'm like. I I think this is a big win for the NFL as a whole. Honestly, like it it, it like you just say, it cements you guys if if you're able to hold it down and do what you've been doing all year, which is play competitively but lose the game still. You know, it cements you guys getting that number one spot, and it should, you know, cement Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville, which I felt, and I think a lot of other people felt that's that's a lot, a way better situation than going to New York at this moment in time. Because you said, like, you guys got weapons. You guys got a uh, shark. Y'all got Chenault. Y'all got Keenan or Cole Senior. James yeah, Robinson showed his showed his uh, that he can be a a great every down back this year as well. And yeah. defensively, y'all young and growing. So, I to add on to that really quick, I just feel like um, you know Chanel and Chark are pretty decent, but we're gonna have the number one pick, the Rams mm-hmm. pick, and then our second round pick is basically late first. So we're gonna mm-hmm. bring some talent to help them out, whether it's on the offensive line, mm-hmm. another receiver. I don't know if we'll reach unless somebody we have a steal there, like say Jalen Waddle comes out and he slips into the second round, something crazy like yeah. that. But uh. I think we're we're heading the right way. You know, we can fill some needs in free agency with the money. So mm-hmm. this is all. Maybe it's our time. You know, God finally said it's a Jaguar time. We got our we got our guy. We've never had the guy. We've had Mark Brunel when we first you know became a franchise, but mm-hmm. that was when I was like two. I have never got to really experience. It. Yeah, exactly. So I think like things are looking up for y'all pretty quick. Honestly, like it's crazy. One game can change the outlook for a whole organization. In, like, in, in the future, because like I said, y'all got like I've seen it. Like y'all have been in later, like literally almost every game besides today, and then one other one. I forgot which one it was. I think it was the Steelers one. We got blown out last week. Actually, my fault by the Titans. Oh yeah, well never mind. I guess earlier the first like 10, 11 games, y'all used to y'all were playing competitively and would have a chance to win at the end. Um, Vikings but, game, Packers game. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was saying. Vikings and Packers. Those are definitely biggest ones that come to mind at the moment. But yeah, I got pieces. So with uh Trevor Lawrence, I I I can see I can see y'all, you know, like you said, at least in the first year, like probably somewhere in that six to seven win game win wins range, and then uh maybe taking off from there, depending on like I said, whoever you're able to bring in, because I got a lot of cap space, and then you know, who knows? Future's bright for y'all for sure. So definitely that's my y'all are my biggest winners today as well. That's why you know I didn't say mine or whatever but i guess i could kind of make a case a little bit not much of one and i would hate to say it i hate to say their name period but the cowboys a little bit like they were able to pull out a win today and kind of keep their season alive because that nfc east is still up for grabs being that watch watch the loss and then i think i had this thing yeah we can probably talk about i think it's the next picture yeah the browns and uh giants right now the giants are losing as well by 10 so uh yeah, they're still right there in contention for it. I think they're at four and nine in these other squads. Um, be it that the Giants lose, I think they're going to be at five and five and nine. I want to say, no, not five. Yeah, five and ten, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think they're yeah. My fault. I think the Dallas Cowboys are four and ten. And I think the uh, Washington and um, the uh, Giants are going to be five and nine. So basically, they're just one game back. Um, and you just said things can get interesting, especially with two more games, you know, left. Uh, so who 
I guess, like I said, we, ain't, we can't really preview this game because more than likely the Giants going to lose this one. But it say the Giants do lose and then all the results do hold. Who do you see coming out and winning the NFC East at all? I didn't really, I didn't really look at the schedules completely because I didn't know we were going to talk about who was going to win. Yeah, yeah, just a gut feeling. Oh, you got to be because like they all play. I think I don't think either. I think the Dallas played Washington. I don't think any of them play each other. And I know the Giants had the harder schedule out of them in Washington. Okay, well I'm gonna go with. I can actually tell you right now. Washington because of their defense in their front four. I don't think the Cowboys have a shot because Washington would have to completely choke because they swept the Cowboys, so they mm-hmm. have to be yeah. ahead to to win the division. And I don't oh, really see that happening. The Cowboys play the Giants, and the Eagles play Washington. That's the last game of the season, and then the Cowboys play the Eagles next week. Stick with the football team for now. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird to say it. The Dallas Cowboys could sneak this one out. They literally all they gotta do, honestly, is win out. Like their last two games, and they'll be six and ten. I can see them beating the Eagles next week, and then if it comes down to it, like say the Giant, like it comes down to the Giants and them playing that last game to for the NFC East Championship. The way Danny Dimes been playing, if he's still even quarterbacking right now, he's out today. Oh, he's out. They they said for the hamstring because they said last week. Yeah. Versus the Cardinals, but they said he was a stationary target. He was terrible last week. I kept saying, "Why is he in right now?" I knew he came back too early. I was like, "Put Colt McCoy yeah. back in." You, I know you pulled your hamstring before. That's not something you come back. Yeah, from. Yeah, that's why I was like, "Why is he playing?" I didn't think he was playing last week, but when I saw, him, I turned the game on because I saw my dad and I saw him playing. I was like, "Oh my god, he looks disgusting!" Like they need to put Colt McCoy back in immediately, and that's not a better option, obviously, like by any means. But it's like yeah. I feel like he would have been. Yeah, you've been being able to do a little bit more, but yeah, like I said, it's it, it's I know I just kind of threw that one in there, but yeah, I can see the Cowboys pointing out, but I'm kind of with you at the moment, depending on what happens next week, because they did have a tough matchup today against Seattle. The Washington uh football team could still, you know, pull it out. Cause I think they still well, Dwayne Haskins didn't look that bad today, actually. Yeah, so I was gonna say Alex like Alex Smith and Coach Ron Rivera, because I keep saying they have veteran leadership in places that it matters, but, you know, Alex Smith was out. But Dwayne Haskins, I guess he's grown in maturity since, you know, the first few weeks when he was starting. He looks a lot better and looked a lot better today. So, I mean, he might give him a shot down the stretch. And then the last thing we're going to talk about today before we go on and head out, our biggest loser for today. Um, the graphic is just up. Just talking about class, but biggest loser? Um, who did I say earlier? We said We talked about it a little bit in the pregame. Uh, I think I said my biggest loser was – oh, yeah, we did have it up, the Rams. So I guess I can go back. The biggest loser today obviously was the Rams. It might be an easy one to point out and say. It's not just because they lost to a, a defeated team, but it's also because of all the playoff implications that you know kind of came with that loss. Basically, they're not first place in the NFC West anymore. Seattle took that, uh, took that reign back. Cardinals are still one game behind them, and I think they play the Cardinals this upcoming week. Uh, oh no, they play the Seahawks this upcoming week, but that's even worse, honestly. Uh, because the Cardinals play the 49ers, and more than likely, I think they t- handle their business against the 49ers, uh, even though they've been playing they've been playing great football. But I think the Cardinals have found their stride again from early their early season, uh, you know, victory. So I think Card- if the Cardinals handle the 49ers and then the uh Rams lose to the Seahawks again, then 
both those two teams are tied and the Rams just keep moving down and down or keep moving more down in the uh, NFC playoff picture. And right now I think their loss today put them what, two, three spots down because they're not the division leader no more. So I think they're either fifth or sixth. And the Bucks, yeah, see, it's tough out there because yeah. the Cardinals won today too. So it's gonna that's be what tough. The Bucks, the Bucks won, and they have us. They got to play us again, and they play us at home. So that's probably another win. Yeah. Um, who else do they play? The Bucks also play the Lions. That's probably a win next week as well. So more than likely, Bucks are winning out. Um, and they're the team that's behind them right now. Um, and they have to worry about the Cardinals who are in the seventh spot. So they can easily have gone from the NFC, the NFC division winners to at best the seventh spot if they, you know, they lose these next two games. Cause the Bears are still kind of there in contention, but it's all depending on what the Cardinals do. Like the last two last two games. And I don't know, I don't really see them losing. So like they could go from being the number two in the number two spot to easily number seven the wild card spot and you know and losing that home that first home playoff game even though they don't have no fans anyway in you know the matter of three weeks so they're honestly probably the biggest losers today because like I said all the other teams kind of handled their business that were supposed to um to keep their playoff spots or keep their playoff hopes alive which was you know the Colts the Titans the Ravens you know, all the AFC uh AFC teams so let me see. You got a uh, biggest loser for the day. It's probably going to be the same. So our biggest winner will be. Uh, for mine, uh, the Rams could have been one of mine, but I'm going to go with the other team pictured on the screen. Um, I know, you know, nobody wants to go on 16. Nobody wants to be labeled with the 72 Dolphins. What's, what was my fault? Did I say that wrong? I think it was the 72 Dolphins. It might but, um, yeah, I just, I feel like they had a chance. Long If they were thinking long term, I know nobody wants to lose, like I said, but. They had a chance of getting a generational quarterback from what everybody says and from what people have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a – I don't know what they're going to do with number two because they have so many other needs. Like, I know they need a quarterback, but if there's the best available – I don't know. They just put themselves in a tough position by winning today because now instead of going with the sure, you know, mm-hmm. number one pick was Trevor Lawrence regardless of yeah. what the team – I wouldn't say what the team was. Unless you're the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Texans, or Packers, you're not doing that. Or yeah. the Seahawks, but uh, you know, they I feel like they messed themselves up, but you know, as a Jets, I mean, as a Jets player, you know what they wouldn't have the same uh response as me, you know. I just feel like they're the biggest loser because they had the number one pick and they blew it. That's yeah, pretty simple. It's not a crazy reason like Trevor Lawrence could be a bust for all we know, but that number two pick's gonna put him in a tough position because with Justin Fields struggles, you know, he might be it, but you never know. Yeah, exactly. You know who we're taking, but I don't know who we're taking. Me neither, honestly. And they could shock us all. It really depends on who's still who's still in control of this organization. If if Gates is still head coach, they still got. I think they already fired the GM, but you know, if manager is still the same, like all that still you know comes into play with who's uh who they could possibly pick at number two. Um, but I think they. I mean, I don't. I haven't looked at their schedule. But if they win another game, they might lose the number two spot too. So I don't think that's happening. I'm, I think their schedule is pretty. Let me look at it really quick. I think it's uh, actually I got it. I, I still got it up. They play the Patriots and they play they play the Patriots last, but they play the Browns next week. So more than likely, they're probably not going to lose to the Browns. They're like in playoff mode right now. They got to win. Bill Bill hates the Jets. So yeah, he said that was the best decision he ever made. 
leaving. Yeah. So he probably handled them too. So yeah, maybe not. But if it is a chance, if they, I mean, like I say, they won today in a game. I don't think anybody expected them to win. If they do win one more, though, they lose that number two spot. And, but I mean, I guess it doesn't hurt them much because it probably, I think it's to like to the Bengals, which obviously they got Joe Burrow for their quarterback of the future. So, and who's to even say they even picked Justin Fields? Who knows? Like I said, maybe his recent, uh, woes and you know his games recent games they might not even look I at. just don't think he's a surefire like I don't even think Sam Donald is that terrible they just yeah, he's not that bad they haven't set him up for success so I'm not saying him and Justin Fields are on the same level but they're not that far apart so I feel like that won't make a crazy change yeah I don't know if Justin Fields will go number two unless the Jets know for sure they want to move on but we'll see Mm-hmm. They can address any off uh, off season needs. Yeah, because they got so many holes. Like, who can who do they even slot in at number two spot that they that just immediately helps them win now? No yeah. idea that maybe the guy from I wouldn't even say that because they just drafted Beckton yeah. this year to tackle. So yeah. they got a lot of soul searching to do. They need to make some moves in free agency first before the draft, so they can you know set the draft board up correctly. But uh, it's not looking too good for the Jets. I'm glad I'm not a part of the franchise, even though the Jaguars aren't much better. But we, you know, we have somewhat of a plan. Yeah, yeah. I can see what's going on, what we need to address, and what we plan to address. So exactly, yeah. So besides these, another another uh, thirteen and I mean three and thirteen season on the way for the Jets, something like that. Yeah, more than likely. I, if it, that's probably best case scenario, anyway, at, at all. So, but. Besides these teams, the biggest winners is also probably, or the biggest winner is probably also Trevor Lawrence because I think he's more comfortable for sure going to Jacksonville than uh, New York. And he's closer uh, to home too. Yeah, that's what I say, and closer to home. So it all works out for him in the end. He might get him another national championship ring and be able to, uh, you know, go somewhere, play close to home. It's warm. There's a beach there. It's not the prettiest beach, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's just it's just overall better. Most definitely. Yeah, I mean. Loaded show today. Luckily, we uh we had a uh I call him college football guru. They call him the Pod Father. Uh, Jeff Hunt was able to come in and uh, give us his predictions, and then just talk about the uh the rankings and everything today. Um, nice little surprise. And then of course we got the uh you know insert our opinions what we think is gonna happen with the college football playoffs. Um, what what they did with the rankings. You know, uh also the New Year's uh, New Year's Six Bowls bowl games, and then of course uh, everything going on in the NFL today. And then, our, of course, we just wrapped up our biggest losers and winners for the day. Um, so, appreciate, definitely appreciate everybody for tuning in, uh, hanging out with us, um, commenting and everything. Uh, Dad, before we go, uh, I guess you want to let them know where you can find uh, find you at. And then, I'll, uh, of course, I'll plug in the podcast. Uh, my Instagram is that underrated. Um, my Twitter is that fire. Y'all can find me on there. Me and Jelani going to be coming uh, to y'all with more content over the you know, just in general, more content, better content. We're going to keep getting better at this thing, and y'all keep rocking with us. That's yeah. all. Most, most definitely, for sure. Um, you guys already know, of course, where to find the uh, podcast, WTG MTM Podcast at Twitter, Instagram, and um, Facebook, what the game means to me. Uh, like that I just said, NFL season right now, but, of course, we're uh, – I'm not going to say we're basketball gurus, but we're basketball heads, too. We love, uh, we love the game of – basketball too so more than likely probably be bringing some more basketball content soon enough hopefully do a nba preview show before they kick off some games on um on december 23rd so like he said uh just look forward to more content from us uh a logo change soon um 
maybe even some merch and stuff in the works. So definitely appreciate everybody for hanging out with us. Um, like I said, watching, commenting. Thanks to Jeff again for uh, coming on. And uh, that's another episode of What the Game Means to Me. We'll uh, see you guys soon.